Welcome back to the Sock Hair Podcast. Uh, for the thousands of listeners around the world tuning in for a second time, <laughs> welcome. Uh, anyone new, really appreciate it. Uh, Mom, Dad, good to see you again. Um, yeah, this is our second episode. This um, is. This is very exciting. We made it to a second episode. This yeah, is, against, this is huge. <laughs> against all odds. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if, if you can notice any, for the audio files out there, you notice any difference between the first episode and second episode, we're recording remotely. I recently came back from some travel, um, waiting on a COVID test, which pretty confident it's going to be negative, but to be safe, we're recording separately. That's his um, excuse for not wanting to see me. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I can't stand being in that. It's really the smell. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I was pretty sick on Monday. But anyways, um, today's episode is uh, going to be talking about potential championship players who would be picked up by the Premier League. Uh, the transfer window closed, but it's still open for championship and Premier League teams to, to do some trading, loans, selling, and buying. Um, so we have some of our picks out of, out of that lot who we think would be a good addition to some of the teams. Um Likewise, we're going to just kind of lay out our, our, our rankings for where clubs are going to finish uh, for the season and then who we, we think is going to get relegated. Um, and today's episode is brought to you by Depends, adult wearable diapers. Um, when the runs come running, you need diapers you can depend on. Uh, so oh, thank you, Depends, for all the, all the boxes. Um, oh, that's lovely. I mean, yeah. I'm starting to see a theme. Last week was hemorrhoid cream. Now I've got, I've got issues. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. Um, let's just, you know, get right into it. In terms of transfers uh, coming from the championship, uh, I think we each have kind of a pick of, of six along with some wild cards on who we think should uh, get picked up. And I don't know if you want to want to kick us off with your just just to yeah. clarify, the deadline the deadline is Friday, Friday evening. Yes, I think it's eleven p.m. Uh, eleven p.m. English time, seven p.m. Uh, Eastern U.S. time. So there is still time to get these done. Um, okay, so you want me to get us going? Yeah, yeah. All right, your number one. My number one. My number one pick would be Saeed Ben Rama mm. um, from Brentford. Um, part of it is he's just like he's the most finished article out of the 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 people on my list. He's 25 years old. He's last season had 17 goals, 10 assists. You're not you're not really taking too much of a chance or a gamble on him. I mean, the one gamble obviously is the same gamble that that you have with any player that's that's coming up from the championship. Can they can they make the the grade in 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 the Premier League? Um, but I mean, all the signs point point to the fact that he can deliver it. That's on on that kind of stage. I mean, beyond just the stats, I mean you see you see his uh his highlights and it's just he's incredibly skillful he launches attacks uh for Brentford yeah. regardless of of whether they end up in in goals or assists 
Um, and I think that kind of creative kind of player would would suit a number of teams um, that are kind of just... I, I see rumors about him um, potentially going somewhere, West Ham. Yeah. Um, Wasn't Crystal Palace also one for a little while? But that's kind yeah. of cooled off now, I think. Not sure. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess just thinking about those two teams... Um, I think West Ham really need him going forward. Yeah. I think they, they lack... Um, yeah, they're just lacking a bit of that connection. It's really Michael Antonio up there kind of doing it all himself. Um, <laughs> he is. So I think he'd be a great signing. Um, right. I think he could probably unlock a lot of other players who were kind of on, on the fringe and not really yeah. delivering. But like, at what point do we see all these kind of creative type players go to West Ham and not not really come up with the goods before before we say there's something wrong with West Ham. You know, like... I think we all know there's something wrong with there's West Ham. There's something <laughs> wrong with West Ham. There's something... Yeah. I don't know if it's a curse. I don't know what it is. But it's like, time after time, you get excited about people like Felipe Anderson, Lanzini. Um, there's, yeah. there's been a few others. Four analysis actually looked pretty good at times. Um but then it's like I don't know. It, it, it's hot and cold, and you don't you don't get consistency out of the team. And then it's back to what you were saying. You it's a team dependent on Michael Antonio, great <laughs> player, but, amazing yeah. player. But I mean, he's a player that started at, as right back for them. Then then they figured out he was he was their best winger option too. Moved him up the field, and then moved him all the way up the field to, to striker by the end of last season. It's just, I like, think he played right back at some points yeah, uh, yeah. in his career as well. Yeah. He's a very versatile guy. So not to disrespect him in any sense, but yeah. Exactly. Um, great. Yeah. I had Ben Rama as my number two. Cool. Um, great signing for anyone. I think he does, like you said, the numbers look great. He looks like he can deliver. There yeah. is always that question mark, which kind of leads into my number one, uh, who's Somalia Sar from Watford. Um, you know, we saw he was on a struggling team last season. I think we saw yeah. uh, glimpses of what he's capable of yeah. if he was on a, you know, had a perhaps one consistent coach throughout the season, um, knowing how Watford seemed to kind of chop and go. Um, yeah. Would he have been able to deliver more? And, and if he had other better players around him, I think that would obviously take him to the next level. But he was number one for me, given that he seems like a proven Premier League product, whereas Sadi Ben Rama, he looks incredible, but. There is still that question mark. Um, and I thought, you know, Southampton could could use him. Um, Interesting. I thought that would be a great signing for them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think goal scorers, they don't have too many. And yeah. um, there's some some aging players on their squad. Well, they have, they have, they have Danny, Danny Ings. Ings. Yeah. yeah, but that's it. Yeah, well, without him, who do they have? Yeah, they also have Che Adams. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm much more in that boat of eh. Like let's 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 see what Che Adams delivers. He was, I think, a perfect example of that championship player who couldn't deliver. Went for a hefty price tag and just yeah. wasn't able to. And he's yeah. still. Young. I mean, they're playing him now. Yeah, they're he looks, they're into great play. He just doesn't seem to put him away, which is what you need from your forward. But I think they would give uh, some pace on the wings. He whips in good crosses. Uh, he scores some goals. Yeah, he scores some. He's a fair Yeah, he, he, two against Liverpool. Yeah. So, 
I, so I also obviously had Ismail Assar on my list, but I had him much further down on my list. And the reason is, I think, I don't think one, I don't think anyone, I don't think we know yet what his best position is. I, and, and I think that just goes, just brings me to like the conclusion that he's not yet a finished article necessarily ready to make a full impact uh, in the Premier League on on a team. I I think I think for me he's one of those players that could really benefit from a season in the championship where he goes off, really puts down a marker in terms of numbers, really builds a lot of confidence and then comes yeah. back to the Premier League when he already kind of he he's mastered his 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 skill set and he comes in with a lot a lot of confidence. Last year, I mean, he was with Watford. There's, there's no yeah. more moralizing experience. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And that was his first season. Uh, they signed him from, I think it was Rennes in France. Um, yeah. yeah. And he looked great for them as well. But yeah, I think I think that that's a good shout. I think that makes sense. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, his numbers were decent. I think he had something like six goals, six assists. Um, and he, he played at times out wide. He also was used in... And we'll all remember the the game against Liverpool where he went off and scored that amazing solo goal down the middle so against Liverpool. Yeah, it was amazing. Any team, I think especially Van Dyke, like it was nothing to get yeah. by Van Dyke that easily. It's That's just... very true. Um, all right, well then, who was who was your second, and then I'll jump in with my third. Okay, um, my number two, Todd Cantwell. Okay. Um, Number three for me. So it oh, nice. works out well. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of those players that really impresses me beyond his stats. His stats last season were in the Premier League, six goals, two assists. Doesn't sound all that impressive, but it's important to remember that he was on a Norwich side that scored all of 26 yep. goals in the entire season. Um, so, I mean, his contribution was relative to their goals output was, was actually pretty decent beyond just numbers though. I think he's someone like when you watch him play, he's got an incredible amount of skill. Um, yeah. And silky player. Yeah. And, and I guess the one parallel that I have, uh, and that makes me think that he could do well in, in the premier league, if he were to join, a better team uh, than Norwich, and that wouldn't be hard to do, um, <laughs> is uh, I take the example of, of, of Grealish um, and what I've seen from him this season, which is I thought Grealish was fantastic last season, but I think this season, surrounded by even better players, has taken right. his game up to the next level. Takes the pressure off, yeah. Takes the pressure off of him in the sense that he's no longer got you know, two or three players on him at all times because Norwich was pretty one dimensional. It's like, you know, who, who, where the attacks are going to come from. Right. It's going to be either Todd Cantwell or Buendia feeding it into to Pookie. And that's, that, that was their only, that was their only strategy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I don't know with a better team. I think he could, I think he could, he could do a lot better. Uh, that than what we saw from him last last season in terms of output. Um, I have, uh, I think Wolves would be a great place for him to wind up. They, oh. they sold Thiago Jota, 
didn't seem to have kind of the firepower. If he can just forge a Portuguese passport, I think he's exactly, good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just gotta hit the uh, hit the university for some for some <laughs> intro classes. Uh, but I think that'd be a great place for him to go. Um, my other thought was Sheffield, but I think to your point, it's that's just a a, a potential uh, Norwich round two where there's so much weight on. <laughs> on on the yeah. shoulders there and a low scoring team and wolves would be someplace where he can really probably shine a bit more um yeah yeah okay so he was my number three and it actually really works well into my number four who is timu fuki um, Oh, interesting who i think would be a great signing for some clubs especially those that seem hard done by their center forwards i think he's a proven yeah. scorer and and he trailed off at the end a bit with uh Norwich, and I don't think that's any fault of his own, more the club yeah. kind of just went into a decline. Um, but I think he had maybe double-digit goals. I think Yeah, wound yeah. Up he got to double-digit. Yeah, um, I think it was like 11 or 12 or something like that. And then in the championship before that, had really great return, um, yeah. which everyone was like, wow, what a great, you know, who's this, who's this yeah. fellow that they got? Um, and so I think he would be a great signing for someone like Palace, maybe, yeah. who their center forward seems to be Andre Ayew, who's not necessarily an out-and-out, uh, striker, and mm-hmm. then uh, they have Benteke, who I think we've all just admitted that that's maybe not going to work out in the way that everyone hoped. Yeah, he's he's not scoring goals. Uh, his confidence is low. I think yeah. he should go to another league potentially where his yeah. physicality is. I mean, he's also plus. he's at a certain age now where it's like you know, go back to Belgium and you know, yeah. light it up at, at the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Underlect or one of those. Have some uh, hometown hero. Yeah, after the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I think I think uh, uh, I think he'd be a great striker for really any Premier League club who needs one. That's just someone who's going to help out and is already like we talked about a proven Premier League scorer. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think who would what, what, what would be the main teams that we that we watch on a regular basis and we're like they really need a striker. Uh, I think Palace is one. Um, I think Newcastle got it right with Callum Wilson. They already yeah. snapped him up from the I mean, IU does does a job for them, but I see what you're saying. He does. Add, some, you know, I, add, some, add some depth. Yeah. Yeah, because if he's injured, what what do they have? Um yeah. but maybe I don't know. I think yeah. you could you could argue uh Sheffield, maybe, right? They signed uh yeah. they signed Ryan Brewster, but he's young still. Yeah. They want, like, a That's a really good shout. That's a really um, good shout. And and Pookie, it's a good shout. So Pookie wasn't on my list, but it's a good shout also for a team like Sheffield because even if you don't create much, I mean, he's Pookie, used to that. Yeah, Pookie is used to beating on <laughs> scraps, man. Yeah. <laughs> he won't complain. Yeah. You know, he'll just no, no, no. head down, get the job done. He'll get the job done. Um, yeah, it is true. Like, I think the reason why I didn't have him on my list and probably, and and maybe he should be is. He uh his num- his goal returns wasn't so great and he's he's old. Um so he's thirty. Yeah. So he's got two seasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you don't have to give him a lengthy contract, but I see yeah, your print. He's not what yeah. we consider kind of a, a promising young <laughs> Yes, Exactly. Yeah. And that's more the angle I was coming from. I see. No, I'm thinking like plug the gap. Yes. Um yes. funny story about job. about Fuki, uh old coworker who lives in Norwich. Um, said at the beginning of the, of the quarantine, she was just kind of taking a walk through the park um, and saw this, like, just, you know, really blonde, bald, 
soccer player guy who was playing with the ball and everyone was kind of like in awe of, of him just being at the ball, like having a, uh, you know, playing kind of keepy uppies with, uh, with a soccer or football. Um, and then she went home and like kind of Googled all the Norwich players and was like, Oh my God, it was, have you heard of this man? Pookie? Like, you gotta be kidding me. You were like, just, That's awesome. I just thought that was cool. Um, That's awesome. Makes me want to visit Norwich. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Seriously. Um, all right. Who's your, uh, who's your number four? Okay. My number four. So my number four is Brian Mbumo. Uh, mm. I probably butchered his name. Um, yeah, sorry, Brian. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 21 years old, 15 goals, eight assists first season in the championship last year. He's playing at Brentford, an exciting attacking team. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think, I think it, it, it's one of those that poten- is potentially on a trajectory where, okay, first season you would expect you would expect someone to still be finding their feet in English soccer, whether it's the Championship or the Premier League. It's going to be it's going to be very different in terms of the physicality and style of play versus uh, French League Two. Um, and he put up good numbers. It makes me think. I mean, wh- why isn't someone taking a chance on on this guy? Twenty one years old. Yeah, I think he's more of a. I think he's more of a winger. I'll have to check on that, but um, yeah, I just think. Uh, I don't yeah, why not? It's a good shout. Um, it's our new term for the podcast, by the way. Good shout. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think it's always any championship player young has had some good returns, but not great. It's can they, can they deliver it? Um, and make sense where you don't want to risk maybe 8 million, 8 million pounds or whatever it might be on top of the fact that maybe they don't want to sell him considering, um, they're trying to get promoted next season. Yeah. I I assume he'd, he'd probably end up going for, yeah, probably more than that, I would guess. Because so he came in last season for seven million pounds. Oh, I see. Is, they probably want to make. I don't know. I'll put it out there, like fifteen or something. Who knows? Yeah, and whenever you're getting uh, a player purchased from the Premier League, the, the just kind of double that price tag. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's a right winger. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And then who do you have for uh, uh, number five? Number five was where I had Ismail Lassar. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oof. Low. Uh, yeah. No, and it's not. It's not this. It's not like a knock on on Sar. I just. I would love to. Yeah, yeah, no, light it fair. up for a season. I just. I don't want to see him for another season on the bench. You know. That's fair. If he, he needs to play. Team. Yeah. That's true. If he did get signed, maybe they would loan him out anyways, right? To a big. If he gets signed to like Liverpool. Oh yeah, for or sure. Or something like that. Um, for sure. Uh, for me, it's a, a kind of a throwback to a, a several Premier League seasons ago. Uh, Jack Butland, the goalkeeper from Stoke, <laughs> uh, who might seem odd, but he really did have such an incredible um, Premier League season, the season yeah. that Stoke got relegated, that you really thought that he was going to go somewhere. Oh, and back Stoke then he was incredible. Yeah. He, looks, he was England's number two, I think, at the yeah. time. And um, yeah, I just really thought he was going to get snapped up. Um, never did. I think he's 27. He's still for a goalkeeper. He's got what, you know, nine years at least, um, eight years maybe, but, um, 
I thought for a club like maybe Leicester, who need a backup, right? It's been Schmeichel day in, day out, and he's not by any means a bad goalkeeper, but I didn't think he's the strongest in the league. I'm, I'm whispering into the microphone, Everton. 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 No, but they got uh, they got uh, um, uh, the Swedish keeper. I'm yeah, his name. yeah, Olsen. But I mean, but he, they're not gonna do. They're not gonna. They're not gonna sign another. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. I guess this would be an actual oh, signing, I, right? I see, like Olsen. Olsen's we, not providing competition to Pickford, right? Yeah, um, that's fair. He's doing the the the, the Carabao Cup games. Yeah. Um, and things like that. But I think maybe Leicester, and it doesn't, any club, I think he'd be a great backup goalkeeper. Um, proven in the Premier League. We'll see if he can kind of rediscover that form that he had. Um, but I think could also be kind of a sleeper, you know, um, for yeah. all these clubs that were kind of vying for a decent keeper. You know, Chelsea spent $23 million on um, on their keeper from from the French League. Yeah, Mendy. And not saying, I think he was, yeah, I think it was potentially a great signing. I just mean, uh, seems like there's a need for that. And so surprised yeah. that he was overlooked and maybe it won't be. Uh, like that for long. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, it's, a good, it's, it's a good one. And then number six, I've got David Brooks, who I'm personally a fan of. I know you've never kind of rated him that highly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that yeah, that's he's, fine. He's, he's good. Right winger, Welsh, he's young, um, plays for um, Bournemouth. Um, and he had an injury-prone, injury-plague season, sorry, last season. So he didn't really get to play much, didn't have great stats, but I, he was out for, I want to say, most of the season. Um, season before that, you know, he had, I think it was seven goals, five assists in the Premier League, which for a Bournemouth team, pretty good. And at that point, he was 21. Um, he just, when he's on the ball, you can tell he looks like a real talent. Um, so I thought he'd be a good signing. Um for, for a team that needs some kind of depth on the wing. And I think it's similar to some of these other signings, not someone um, like Ben Rama and, and Saar might be the only exceptions, but it's not someone where you need guaranteed goals that you're going to go for, but someone who could, who could really turn out. And if you have, uh, you know, room for depth on the wings, he'd be a good addition, I think. And, and right. could potentially be, be a great player uh, in the long run. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Um, My number six is Max Ahrens. Um, Yeah, just Barcelona player. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I honestly, I I watched him. I I liked what he provided. I still have question marks over Mm -hmm. him, and obviously, there's there's going to be question marks for him as same for Ben Godfrey when you're part of a, a, a team that does as poorly as Norwich did last season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I think he's, he's potentially one of the sort of the, the decent, the decent, um, I don't know, gems that, that, that could develop into something special. He's just 20 years old and to have already gotten that much experience. Yeah. Um, good point. Yeah, I I don't really have too much to go on. Yeah, I mean, I I think, and it was all rumors, but even if you're rumored with Barcelona, I feel like you have to be halfway decent of a player, you know? Um, Yeah. 
just to even be considered by those tabloids uh, <laughs> to be to be you know realistic enough to get into that fake article but uh, <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, I saw some rumors about him and I think yeah like you said he's he's just a very young promising player yeah um, we'll see we'll see but that's why he's so far down on my list is I I, I do actually think he should stay in the championship. Yeah, I actually left him off my list for that reason. Just I think uh, needs needs some more uh, time to prove what he's got, and right. maybe um, if Norwich makes some changes, and, and even if they don't do that well, but they they they, they have another solid. very good one too, right? Like Jamal Lewis. Yeah, yeah, the the uh, center back. back. Oh, is he? Is he? He was a center back. Oh, I thought. Let me let's see if we can confirm that, but. Um, um anyways yeah so so uh yeah that's kind of our, our six and then the only honorable mention for me um player who i love to hate as an arsenal fan uh uh troy deeney um who i think s- similar to pookie where it's just you know he's gonna get goals he's been in the premier league a long time um and i think for a club like maybe fulham who need goals are kind of in, seem to be a little bit uh, in my mind in trouble of, of being able to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. He's a player who's kind of used to that pressure um, in terms of just head down, bully through and, and get some goals. Right. Uh, I think he could be a good signing for some teams. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. And I just, I miss, I miss the character that he is. In yeah. Really, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it, this would his comments about Arsenal would no longer, I think, really apply to to the new look Arsenal. But Thanks just, to Arteta, yeah, yeah, exactly. But just someone who's willing to come out there and bait bait other teams and kind of rag on them and it just yeah, he was he was a lot of fun to have in, in the Premier League and 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 you know had fantastic moments, really memorable uh, contributions to. To the Premier League, that FA Cup run in 2018-19, I think it was a big part of that. Phenomenal, um, Phenomenal. yeah, um, yeah. Oh, so, and I checked. Jamal Lewis is a left back for left back. Which, Please yeah. Excuse me. Um, so my my honorable mention is uh, was on the goalie front. Uh, David Raya, uh, mm. He plays for oh, Brentford. For Brentford. Yeah. yeah, I saw that Arsenal were rumored with him for a while. 16 clean sheets, 25 years old. He has Pontus Janssen in defense, which is like playing with, you know, one hand tied behind your back. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just impressed with uh, with those numbers. And I'm surprised for, for the amount of teams that I, that I think could use a, you know, if not a, if not a, if not competition for the starting position, at least a, a, a good backup, really good solid backup, and potentially he he wouldn't really want to be a backup, but I think he would have been a, a really good option for some teams. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good call. Namely Everton. I always go back to Everton. I think I think that's going to be what holds them back this season potentially. Um, but yeah, unless he switch, unless Pickford switches on, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, oh, my other honorable mention, Joel Pedro uh, from mm-hmm. Watford. Young kid arrived. Uh, I think he arrived halfway through last season. Um, didn't play very much. 
but from what I've seen from him, looks like one of those really talented players. Um, and we've seen Watford pick up a couple of these. Uh, Richarlison was 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 one. Yeah, uh, that's a really good point. And so, yeah, he he makes me wonder if he's going to be the next kind of Richarlison who moves his way up into the Premier League and up up into one of these. He was uh, signed just teams. last season, I think, right? Yeah, halfway um, through the season. Yeah, I don't think he got as much playing time as maybe he could have. No, especially considering how how they were doing, might as well just throw him on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other one for me is is uh, the shout out for for Buendia. Um, oh yeah, who looks great. I mean, every time he was he played, he looked he looked very solid. Kind of, uh, you know, great with his feet. Uh, good passer of the ball. I think a lot of teams could use that kind of cool, calm head that he has. Um, you know, I see him as listed as a winger. I don't really think that's his positioning. I think it's more of a center attacking mid somewhere kind of in between forward and uh, midfield. Yeah. Well, um, kind he, of connecting the, yeah. connecting the dots. I think he's a little bit of both. I, I, I think he did still, he did still provide them with, but I think to your point, I, I don't think his main thing was just crossing because and, and, you had up and down. Yeah. Cause yeah. you also had Timu Puki up front. So it's not like he was the kind of, it's the kind of team in which you're just launching balls in for it's a true or someone yeah. to just. Yeah. 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 Johnny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, so yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, and his stats were decent. It was one goal, seven assists in the Premier League. He was actually my number three. I don't. You might have skipped over him. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. I felt like some one of us should have called him out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did have good stats, especially. I think it's the, the, the Pookie factor where the first half of the season. Um. Yeah, like they looked great. They started out of the gate really hot, uh, and yeah. I think he got nine goals in in the first half or something, and then just they weren't <laughs> able to. We've heard that story before, so we don't <laughs> yeah, need to go exactly. into it. It's but, so uh, sad, but yeah. Um, all right, so then why don't we? And we'll see how this all we'll see how this all ends on on Friday. It's potentially that none of these players are picked up. Uh, rumor has it that Ben Rama is close to West Ham, which I would see happening 30 million pounds or so. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be good business for Brentford. Yeah. It'll be tough if they don't get promoted. They were so close last season. If they don't get promoted, it'll be seen as bad business. But I yeah. think play that quality too, you do want to see, uh, you know, if he's, if he's ready to, to take this step up uh, and you can right. make a good, a good, uh, good piece of business. Awesome. Is it, do you think the difference with Ben Rama would be, Instead of these exciting foreign players coming in that don't have a taste for English football, he's at least had a taste for it and he's excelled in it. So there's less risk than some of the others that came in. I think there's still plenty of risk. Um, He's kind of one of those, I don't know what the term, like butterfly feet where he's really light on his feet. He looks really silky. um, Yeah, that goal against Watford. Yeah, that was insane. Um, But then... Uh, the question is, once it comes to the physicality of the Premier League, is he going to be able to keep that if everyone's kind of knocking him down? And, and The championship's uh, really physical. It is. I don't mean to knock. I just think the Premier League is a step up, and it's yeah. like a player who can dominate the championship might not be able to bring that to the mm-hmm. to the level of the Premier League. And maybe not just physicality, but just quality-wise. You know, quality. the defenders yeah. you're making fools of are not uh, Van Dyke yeah. and... and uh, uh, Maguire, maybe you can make a fool of considering. I don't know if you saw the England game today, but it hit me while I'm down. 
<laughs> it was not good. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where it winds up. But I think there's some promising players in the championship, and uh, we'll be cool to see kind of kind of who comes. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good segue into our choices for kind of the top eight of the premier league. Um, and I think given where we are in the season so far, it does feel like anyone's race. Yeah. Um, Everton undefeated in first place. I think Aston Villa are also undefeated and they're yeah. second only behind on, uh, Oh no, they're, they've only played three games. That's yeah, funny. exactly. Um, regardless, uh, you, you wouldn't have anticipated that being the start to the season. And I don't anticipate that's the end of the season uh, either. So wow. I think it's an interesting, it's I, thought, an interesting I thought you were, I thought you were just, war, you know, warming us up for, for some really shock uh, predictions of Everton no, no, first, no, 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 no. Aston Villa second. I think uh, based on the odds, I might place a bet on Everton winning first, you know, yeah. throw down 20 and win 20,000 or whatever it is. Cause they, they've never won the premier league, but uh, yeah. Why don't, why don't we, do you want to just go through your uh, sure. Do you want to go one by one or go through all eight? Um, how about we do top four and okay. then we'll do five through eight after. Okay. Um, why don't you lead with your top four? So my top four first, Chelsea, I'll just list out the top four. First, Chelsea. Second, second, Liverpool. Third, Man City. Fourth, and I hate to say this, Arsenal. Wow. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, starting from the top. Chelsea. Club or no, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I always get these wrong. So, hopefully, I'll continue. <laughs> um, Chelsea, so yeah, Chelsea. With Chelsea, I think it's still a matter of um, I'm still just impressed with the business they got done over the summer, and I, I I've seen. I feel like the the media in general and like pundits are are being really harsh on them, um, and saying it's as if they're pretending you can you can make any kind of conclusions after the games we've seen thus far. I, 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 I take the other side of that, which is one, the biggest concern uh, for Chelsea is, uh, is the defense and the goalkeeper position. And I think post the additions of Mendy and Nets, Thiago Silva and center back, uh, Ben Chilwell and left back instead of Alonso, They've improved that back line tremendously. And I think there was evidence of that in the clean sheet they held against Crystal Palace, a Crystal Palace team that had been doing okay to date uh, in the season, had beaten, obviously, um, a certain United in the third game, um, then had, had fought a close 2-1 loss against Everton. Um, and then I think Chelsea being able to keep a clean sheet was I, th- I think that that was really impressive. It, it it almost went unnoticed in a weekend where you had all these shock results, but I think putting out a four four nil clean clean sheet against uh, Crystal Palace is signs that that things might be improving. And then going forward, um, once Pulisic is back in the mix, 
Mm, that's a good point. I think yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's when the attacking side of that team really starts going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pulisic I mean, for me is still with all the additions they've made. Uh, I think he's their best, the best, in the their best player. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I agree. He just, if he can stay uh, fit, he's just a player who really turns it on and just gets so many goals. Um, I don't agree with you on, on where Chelsea land. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm sticking my neck out there because it's. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the Arsenal back in Champions League the next <laughs> season. Uh, shout out. Um, so I'll, I'll run through mine. I think uh, for me, it's going to be uh, Liverpool win again. Um, Man City in second. I put Arsenal in third. Um, just based on what I'm seeing. And then Everton in fourth. Um, Liverpool, I think. The quality is just there. Klopp is such a great coach, and I think they're going to switch back on. The reason I don't have Chelsea in there is the defensive issues. I don't think that's going to get resolved this season, as good as they might be going forward. The issue last season was they couldn't not give away goals, and I think Ben Chilwell is not going to solve that. I don't think Thiago Silva is mm-hmm. going to solve that either. Um, but the biggest problem wasn't was weren't the defenders, right? Uh, yeah, well, I don't think their goalie's going to, I don't think Mendy's going to solve that either. He looks like a promising keeper. I don't think, all I mean is, I don't think this season, I think next season, they're probably going to run away with it, but I don't think this season. You think season, they're going to run away with it next season? Potentially. Um, if, if everything works out how they have planned, right? They signed so many young players. I just don't think this season's their season. Yeah. For me, I have them in sixth even. Um, oh, wow. okay. not, not to jump the gun, but, uh, yeah, I think Liverpool are going to turn it back on. I think Man City... Uh, I think Pep's had his time and it's uh, potentially he's not going to win anything this year. Maybe he'll just focus on the Champions League. That's right. You you didn't even have Man City in your top four. I'm just... No, no, I had them them number two. I had them number two. I had them number two. Um, And then I have Everton as fourth who just looks so good. I don't think they'll be able to keep it up. Some of the goalkeeper issues you mentioned. um, But I think they look so good that they've won. You know, I think my issue with... Uh, right now is right. Like man United have already lost two games, Liverpool. I mean, they've only lost one, but, uh, you know, they were last season. I think they lost one in the whole season. And so they don't look like where they, they were. I don't think anyone looks like where they were. So it's all a toss up, but this is just where I think the dice land. Um, and that's also, yeah. And then in fifth, I have Tottenham, um, just because I think Mourinho seems to always, you know, egg something out. Um, I think Bale's going to hopefully turn back on for them. Um, and they have, you know, the pieces of a puzzle there. It's more, can they, can they click? Yeah. And sixth Chelsea, just because uh, maybe even just goal differential, I don't think they'll be able to, to keep as many clean sheets as they, as they need to, to close out games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who's, who's fifth and sixth for you? Um. So fifth, I have Everton, and hmm. I I wanted with all my might to put them in fourth instead of Arsenal. I really wanted mm-hmm. wanted to do that, but for me, Everton. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again: Pickford scares me. Pickford yeah. worries me right now, um, and I think what we've seen with keepers over the last um, you know several years is sometimes. They go through these hot 
these hot periods and they look really good and really consistent for then and, and that can go on for years even but once they hit these rough patches it can sometimes be really hard for them to get out of them and sometimes they never do yeah. um you know i think of prominent keepers that have even been in the shoes that pickford's in and then their career is kind of gone to the wayside joe hart um Oof. you know Good it's call. I, I'm starting to wonder if we have another one of those on our hand. Um, I don't think he's as bad as the Carriuses <laughs> and the the Carriuses and the Keppas of this world. Um, but I I I do wonder if uh, he's kind of a Joe Hart situation. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think for me, I think Arsenal do get top four just because. Um, I think Arteta's brought some solidity to them and just consistency that we haven't seen from them before. Yeah. And I think the mentality is just right where, no, they're not, they're maybe not going to win the Premier League. They're not that consistent, but they've plugged a lot of holes that they needed to plug with, with Gabriel um, and Partey kind of yeah. coming in and more of a, you know, just solid defensive slash, you know, box to box. He does everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I see them, finishing finishing better that, and being more consistent that's exactly. i think that's what i don't see from lampard is you don't see consistent games one game they look you know top top uh drawer and the other game they look like you know they're getting thrashed and they don't know what they're doing i think it was that west brom game where it was, was it 3-0 um yeah. it was 3-0 at halftime but that was that was again that was pre pre mendy pre tiago silva and pre uh Regardless, I think that mentality's that mentality's going nowhere this yeah. season. Um, and I think I'm going to get a lot of stick from from that Man City comment and Pep's being being done in the Premier League. He's such a great coach, but all I mean is, is he? I don't think he, you know that that Centurions where they 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 got the title even last season. I don't think they're going to reach the, the points that they got. Um, yeah. yeah, but they'll prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> um, Actually, no, Thiago Silva was in for the West Brom game because he let in that really bad goal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, Come from the French League at 38, you know, I think Premier League, or 36, not to discredit him, but uh, he's a great champion. 47 years old coming (laughs) (laughs) He throws the walker to the side as he gets on the pitch. And then, uh, all right, well, then seventh for me is Man United. I think we've all seen them play. And, I think uh, that we, we agree saw, on that. <laughs> we saw the signings. Unless, I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be, it's a make or break season for Ole. Um, I think we saw the games and they just don't, they look, I think shambolic might be the right word for it. Um, and I don't think any of the signings they did, they made are going to change that. Um, and I don't think Ole is the type of coach to, no. McGuire was the 85 million pound defender i think it was uh and he looks and not you know a lot of personal things going on gareth southgate even said it like hey he's he's had some stuff going on regardless uh he's the guy you guys you know bought for a lot of money to essentially solve your defensive problems because it was like okay lindelof by you know we can alternate between them and find a good pairing for mcguire but mcguire is going to be the one who's the rock um and he looks anything but um, I totally. So I, I think that's where that's where you got you all are going to be let down. Um, is there? 
Is there a chance Manchester United fall much further than that? Yes, I think. So one of my theories is it's a classic coach sacking where come Mm. November, December, you all are lingering in 12th, Mm -hmm. 13th maybe, and not looking like turning it around, and the board has to make the decision that we need. We have the squad, right? You have the talent. It's not the right manager. You need someone to turn it around. Similar to what you did with Mourinho. Yeah. Um, And I don't know who that, that, you know, maybe Pochettino, if you're lucky. Um, And then turn it around and finish maybe seventh, maybe ninth. And then next season, get what you need. And and maybe it's United since Alex Ferguson left. Like, it's the forever story of, oh, next season we'll get what we need. Yeah. Well, Um, it's tough, though, because my... I'm I'm also split. I also have them in seventh. Where I'm split is like I think individually there's a lot of players that are really great. quality players. Like I, that's what I mean. I think it's, it's a I think it's a manager coach. Yeah, where yeah, I agree. Uh, he's I mean if he, he's not young in his career because he's been coaching yeah. you know in in Norway in the in the mountains or whatever the hell he was doing there uh, for years and years, and then he comes sheep. to the yeah he comes to the Premier League and. He had that great run, and then they gave him the contract, and then he, you know, kind of went belly up. Um, where I just don't think he has the the credentials or the the experience to turn turn the ship around. Yeah. Um, and I, unfortunately, the thing great players. Marshall yeah. looks great. Rashford's great. Greenwood's incredible. Like yeah. you have such a great squad. You, For sure. Um, I think the the biggest difference between him and Lampard, and why I I do I do agree that Lampard. He's obviously inexperienced, and we we have yet to see what he can deliver. But for me, it's like Lampard when he needs to make a tough decision, he he doesn't shy away from like yeah, and like and 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 also I like what I like from Lampard is halfway through games he has an ability to change the way mm, he's playing. Really good like, point. Halfway through that game against West Brom. A lot of people were saying like, oh, he looked resigned. He was on the bench. He looked sad. I didn't see that at all when I was watching him in the 40th minute and they're 3-0 down. I'm looking at him and he looks he looks like he's like chomping at the bit, ready to get into the dressing room to just tear yeah. them apart. Putting together his... Uh, oh, he his just can't wait. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He can't wait to get them in there. And I don't yeah. see that from Ole at all. You no, know, Ole's on his... What is he on his laptop? Exactly. Uh, the exactly yeah. exact parallel. We're four one down. It's halftime. What what's Ole doing? He's going in there like, oh guys, having a tough game today. Gotta, <laughs> oh, oh. He's Canadian suddenly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree. I think Lampard does have that that grit, and I think Arteta's shown it as well. Just to plug Arsenal in there wherever I can, but. Uh, I think he's shown it. And when the Premier League returned and there were those water breaks, we looked in, in shambles in some senses, and he really got into the players and was able to kind of turn yeah. the second half of the first half or whatever you want to call that um, around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's the kind of coach that you all do need in terms of uh, it's not the players you have. It's just the – and even not the formations. He lines up the squad, and you're like, okay. I mean, I think Dan James is always – a question we're gonna we're gonna ask. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think he's moved on from Dan James. Thank goodness. But thank yeah. goodness. But yeah, it's it's more like your squad's great. The lineups make sense, but they just can't seem to, to to put it together. I mean, 
it, it the lineup makes sense or, or, or the formation makes sense but the other thing is he doesn't really experiment does he like you go through these yeah. patches and even if you think that's your best formation why not experiment try just at least try to give the team a different a different flavor when you're on such we talked a- about it last uh last episode with donny vandebeek yes diamond in the in the field. Put, him, put him in yes Diamond in the midfield and then Rashford Marshall up front and and make sure you have a dominant midfield with four people in there because you know Pogba's not gonna run back. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right, who's your who's your eighth place? Eighth place, I've got Aston Villa. Really? Uh, yes. Yes. All yes. right. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, so another one where I'm predicting big teams, uh big things for, for them. Um uh, I'm just really impressed. And obviously, yeah, I'm totally cheating because we're three games in and they look fantastic. Um, (laughs) Just just the style of play looks great. I I really enjoy this, um, the forward line with Ollie Watkins, uh, uh, Barkley, and uh, Grealish. And defensively with um, Emmy Martinez uh, and Mings back there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great. I think that I was debating on on. Yeah, I like John McGinn. I like some of those kind yeah. of more rugged yeah. kind of midfielder types in there um, who are also, also high quality. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's. Um, I think that's fair. They were kind of ninth for me if we were going there. Yeah. Um, but I put uh, Lester as as eighth, and and uh, yeah, like I said, it's such a toss up this season. I said it. I said it last. Podcast. I always forget about Leicester, and I think I did the yeah. same. This time. <laughs> I mean, it, it's tough because they do always look. Uh, you know, it's this season is so hard to predict, but I think they look uh, good enough. I think it's going to be the same issue last season. I think it's a Brendan Rodgers thing where they just can't seem to go the full thirty-six games yeah. uh, consistently, and it was it's the tail end that went. Once they have it in their grasp that they trail off and, and is is Leicester consistently a Champions League or a Europa League team? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I think they have such great players, but um yeah, I don't know. Um oh, I, right. just one that I didn't mention, uh my sixth place team is Spurs. Um so Oh yeah, I had Spurs as sixth as well. So yeah, I probably for the same. Oh no, way. I had them as fifth, sorry. Chelsea you had, as fifth. You had them as okay. Um, yeah, I just, I like, I mean, I hate to admit it, but I like what Mourinho's doing with them. Um, I like the mentality change the most, um, which is, I mean, my fave, my, my prime example is, is Deli Alley where just, Oh, he's just out. Exactly. Well, now he's kind of coming back into the team when they're winning, he gets a little bit of a cameo at the end of the game. But it's not that it's not that Dele Alli is not a fantastic footballer. We all know he's phenomenal. The problem is, is his his mentality. He, like, I'd go even beyond soccer. It's like you 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 watch if if you watch the Amazon uh, documentary or or any interviews with him, he's kind of like it's hard to explain. Kind of like a spoiled kid, um, yeah. Who 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 all who kind of thought he had it. Really shape, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Made, it was made for him. It was really easy for a long time, um, but now now he's being asked to put in an extra effort uh, in training. He has to train harder for Mourinho to to play him. 
Um, and, and hopefully that, that, that pays dividends and we get to see the best version of Deli Alley uh, in the coming years. But I, I think it's absolutely the right thing to give them a, a real shake, uh, if you will, and like try to, try to spark something with him. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, for, for me, I think it's bail. Um, it was just, I think still fit as a fiddle at 31. Um, I saw videos of him kind of coming back to training and he just looks, his, his, his foot is just a cannon. It like, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he's really going to be able to help drive them forward, um, in terms of taking some pressure off of Kane. Uh, All right, same question as I had for Manchester United. Could could Man U obviously? How far could they go for Spurs? How how high could they go up? How, you know what's what's the I think they could very well. I see rumors about they could win this season. No, I don't think so. You don't think they could compete? I think they could get into the top four. I don't see them winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I think the Mourinho era is is gone. I just don't think the way that he plays is, is what wins seasons anymore. I think they could do well. Maybe they'll win Europa league, you know, maybe they'll win the FA cup or something like that, but I just don't see them. Uh, I just don't see them uh, going all the way. Um, and, yeah. and I think defensively they've had the same yeah. center back pairing for 10 years. Uh, no, just kidding. They got rid of Vertonghen, but like, yeah. You know, I just don't, I just don't see them, them doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to watch for sure. I just can't Great help. team still. I'm excited can't, to see. Can't help but think see. about that, that forward line, right? You've got yeah. on the left, I, mean, I think Harry Kane as striker. And then on, on the right, the right wing, you've all got of bail. Them got bail. It's like, that's, that's very, that's very really true. To see. Um, like, how, how far could, could that team go just, and, and obviously, if you think they're going to win it, you're not betting that you're, you're just betting that the defenders are good enough to play the Mourinho system, not ship a bunch of goals. Um, yeah, but we'll see. And like, I, yeah, we'll see. Um, that's a good point. I think I think in all of these picks, right? There's so much flexibility yeah. in terms of it's hard. It's so hard to predict. Such an exciting um, season from that perspective. It's great. It's great. Liver last season going into the season. Where Liverpool finished the season before, uh, you know, I think they were got second behind Man City, and they were still exceptional, but just weren't as good as Man City. Right. Um, well, and also had won the Champions League, so they did. But you just felt like it was their time. Yeah. And I think this season you don't go in with that sense of uh, they're. I think they're still mm-hmm. leagues above a lot of teams, but. Uh, yeah, I think it is interesting how yeah. things get mixed up, and 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 even, you know, even last season it was it was a even even if you weren't sold on Liverpool winning, it was a it was a two horse race, right? This year, yeah, it feels no, it's it's absolutely, and I even think, yeah, I think, I don't think Tottenham are going to win. I don't think Everton are going to win. I don't think Arsenal are going to win or Chelsea, but. I think they're way more in it. Last, yeah. yeah, when Emery started the season before, I had no confidence that we were going to win the Premier League. Uh, now I think there's there's a there's a reasonable chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I guess honorable mention in terms of outside the top eight, uh, West Ham looked great since they kicked Moyes out 
since he got COVID or uh, <laughs> suddenly they look like a good team. Uh, um, as long as he keeps working from home, they'll be okay. Yeah. And Jared, Jared Bowen, uh, you know, being uh, coming good a little bit. I think if they make that side Ben Rama signing, they, they'll suddenly look like a much more cohesive team. Um, Wolves, I don't see doing nearly as well as they did last season. I think, you know, they sold Jota. Um, they sold Daugherty. I, you know, I think part, so much of their team revolves around that tight knit system and, and they all work so well together and they're, they're all pressing together and, and things like that, where the new additions are great signings, but not gonna, not gonna be where they need them to be to, to get the consistent run of results. Um, and then Leeds, you know, who knows? That's, um, good. That's a good shout. Yeah. Who knows where they're going to finish? Newcastle could be something. Um, they, they pieced together a good squad. So those are the ones that I just want to say, like, you never know. Yeah. Um, all right. And then uh, let's relegation. Quick, quick, real <laughs> quick. We don't have to dive too deep. Um, I think some of these teams have kind of – Proved a little bit of a point to us already. Um, for for me, bottom of the table is Fulham. I just don't see them being able to turn it around. Um, yeah, I'm going. With, yeah, they, I'm going with the current bottom three. Yeah, actually, I'm going. So I'm similar. Um, Fulham, Burnley, and then for me, it's between West Brom and Sheffield. I think yeah. West Brom looked more promising going forward, but if they don't fix their defense. There's going to be issues. Sheffield, their defense is not great, but it's really their forward line that, that worries me. Uh, so I think it's a toss-up between the two. Burnley, I think it's just they've been, they've been floating in the Premier League for so long, and that Sean Dyche leadership can only get you so far, no. uh, unfortunately. But Say it ain't yeah. so. Say yeah, <laughs> we will see. Um, but, yeah, that, that's who I have, and it's an exciting season. So we come back. Um, to it this Saturday, the uh, the seventeenth, kicking off with the Merseyside Derby, which I shouted out last episode. Uh, quick prediction for that, Julian. How do you think that's gonna gonna wind up? Oh man, it's such an interesting one. It's I can't I can't think of the last time I was actually excited for a Merseyside Derby. Well, I don't think they ever. <laughs> I think they go in every game thinking like, fuck, we're going to lose again to Liverpool. But yeah. uh, this is really, exciting. I think they really have a chance. They, um, they do. I mean, they're playing so well. Uh, all right. On the spot, I'm going to go Liverpool bounce back. Klopp gets in there. Really, really like gets a reaction out of them. And Pickford gets discovered. For, <laughs> for, for the, what he is. Yeah, for the flake uh, he is. All right, I'm gonna say Everton. I'm gonna say Everton win it. I'm gonna say Everton win it in the uh, the final ten minutes of the game. Yes, and then are able to just hold out, and uh, that's what kickstarts their season. Their first victory against Liverpool in in God knows how long. Um, and I think it'll be close, and Everton lead, Liverpool come back, and then in the end, Everton kind of. Uh, yeah. You know, take it home with some with some uh Calvert Lewin magic. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what what will be unfortunate though is like you already know if Everton win, there's going to be so many headlines 
not focusing on Everton, but focusing instead on, oh, Liverpool are in full crisis. Gives, they're not going to give them any credit exactly. for being what, what a great team they've, they've looked exactly. to be so far. That's a good point. All right. Um, okay, sorry. Last one, because it's also a big game of the weekend. Man City Arsenal. Uh, I, I'm thinking a draw. I know it's not that likely, but I think – uh, I think we're gonna. We're, Arsenal's gonna tie them. Uh, we beat them obviously in the FA Cup, which was huge. I'm worried going in with that same style of play where we give up 70% of possession. Um, but I think he's, you know, Arteta's drilled the team well, and and that could be could be our ticket. Do you know if Partey's gonna be fit? Do we know that? He yet? he claimed he's ready to play. Um, he met oh, up with the team. I think, even today. came out and said, "Like I'm ready." He's like, "I'm ready, whatever." And I'm sure that's the type of player when you sign him, you sign a player who you want to throw right in. And people always quote that he's so well drilled tactically from Simeone that he just has to get used to the system. I would worry throwing him right into such a big game. Yeah, uh, um, I don't think even if it was a bad game for him that it would affect him mentality wise, but. I wouldn't throw him right in considering just how we've been playing and, and how we've been looking. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that game? I, I actually think, I think you'll win this one. Um, mm. And I think Love that to hear it. I, 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 I go back to, uh, to the win in the FA cup last, last season, the end of the yeah. season looked really impressive. Just, Arteta knows Pep's game so he well. He does. He, he and, really does. And Pep right now is 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 not even is not even playing with a full deck of of cards. He, you know, I don't think Aguero. I don't know if Aguero's going to be. I don't I think, think Aguero's so. back from injury yet for this one. And if if it's a case of you know Gabriel Jesus up front, um, or actually, I think he might also be injured. It's like. Gosh. It's like I yeah. yeah I think you're right. Without Aguero, I I don't fancy that team nearly as much against high quality Against smaller have... teams, against smaller teams, I think they can dominate possession. They'll create enough chances, but against a team like Arsenal, I'm, I don't know. Love to hear that. So uh, well drilled these guys. Yeah, would not anticipate hearing that last season, but yeah, I think that that's a good point. And Arteta does know him well, and I think what I like about Arsenal these days is they. Uh, seem to tailor each each game plan according to who they're playing. Maitland-Niles yeah. coming into the big games and doing such a good job of tracking uh, players. And, and I think Arteta plays – I mean, sorry, uh, Pep plays the way he likes to play. Yeah. And if Arteta can – you know, has the, the secret formula to counter that, then we'll be good. But um, I'm also always cautiously optimistic, so I never want to – even in the gambling sense, I never bet on Arsenal just because it's uh, – <laughs> Of course. You never know. Um, all right. Well, exciting for the Premier League weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lovely to, to talk with you on this second episode. Of course. Um, Mom, Dad, thanks for tuning in again. Oh, uh, yeah. Biggest means fans. a lot. Yeah. Uh, cool. And depends. Thanks again for, uh, <laughs> for sponsorship. I can't uh, wait for the next sponsor. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There's more. There's more. <laughs> all right. Uh, Cool. Well, let's then sign off. Cool.